Every time I pee in our tiny toilet here, here in the historic home, I feel like something is touching my arm. And so I was Googling Which arm? Left or my right? right arm. Okay, so it's not the window that's directly to the right of it? See, okay, I was thinking, lucky like, for you. I was thinking, is there a draft? But then I was Googling it, feeling weird sensations while you pee, man. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, I got you. I, no, I'm and, here. and, you know, just, uh, just to see, like, what Google would say. Uh-huh. And apparently there are conditions where, like, while, like, if you have a penis and you're peeing, you can feel strange sensations around your body. Okay. So if any and of And what our, conclusions did you draw from that? I was 50-50. Okay. Is it a ghost or is it the... What? I don't know what, okay. what to call it. But Great intro. Speaking, speaking of, of which, which, I'm Sammy. I'm Skylar. And I... I don't... You're thriving on I, our tiny toilet. I Have we talked listen, about how tiny the toilet is? I don't think I can house? because I'm so triggered that you guys have told me that your ding-dongs have touched the rim because the <laughs> toilet are so small. Like... Ooh, I can't. I can't. So I, that's all I need to so say. So I We don't. I have oh. to share this story with, about Imogen. So okay. I was. <laughs> I was showing Imogen the tiny toilet. <laughs> and I was like, Imogen, you're not going to believe how tiny this toilet is. And she was like, Well, send me a picture. So yeah. I sent her a picture, and she was like, Well, it's a picture. I can't really tell how tiny the toilet is. <laughs> so what did so you give I, her for context? <laughs> so I put Phoebe on top of the you toilet bowl. is very deceiving too but then she was like oh my god that is tiny but then she was like wait i don't really know how big phoebe is (laughs) so i put my hand up next to phoebe (laughs) next to the toilet and then we were both just trying to figure out how to convey size of toilet (laughs) it was crazy oh that is really funny actually we love you imogen Mm -hmm. um that's hilarious yeah i thrive because there's a bidet um, it was already it was already attached to the toilet um, when we got here. I mean, it didn't come with the toilet, but like <laughs> it was already installed. And uh, this toilet's clearly from one hundred years ago, yeah. based on its size. Okay, yeah, maybe I don't know. People were tinier. Okay, that's the only <laughs> explanation. <not> <laughs> but uh, I I I'm a tiny person, and mm-hmm. so I don't mind it. It's fun size it's for you. Literally, like the right size. It's for a potty me. training toilet. It, it, <laughs> Literally. It's, a, it's a child's it's toilet, a child's and toilet. honestly, I'm here for it. Uh, all right, well, what's what's going on with you? How was your week? Anything to catch up on? Any news to report? Any cool spiritual connections? Yes, Any? actually. Okay. I read this book, everyone, and it was amazing. It is, like, Christ, Christianity-focused, okay. but if you're, like, at all interested in that, it was this book, and it's free if you have Audible. Plus, where you get the free catalog. Yeah. It's free on Audible. And it's called Surrender to Love by David Benner. And usually the free spirituality books on Audible are awful. Like, absolutely terrible. What? And because uh, it's it's always from the free public domain. The books yeah. are from, like, the 1800s. And the men are, like, just the way they talk about women and gay people. Yeah. It's just, like, so, like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah. Right? And this book was so not that. Yeah. And there were parts of it, obviously, you have to read it with the lens and understanding of what it was and the time period. But yeah. for what it was, it was incredible. And it it, t- it talked about this idea of 
it's basically surrendering to love and what that means and Cute. basically how you do it, yeah. why it's important. Yeah. And it kind of talks about how in our modern American society, the word surrender kind of has a negative connotation, okay. like a weak connotation. Yeah, and like a loss perspective. A loss perspective when you surrender to something. Mm -hmm. There's not this idea that you're gaining something. It was just really good, really insightful. And it talked about how and, and this kind of applies to all spiritualities. And this is the part that I found most interesting. It was saying there's a section about when you are first interested in like this idea of God, mm -hmm. right? Or deity or spirit, and you're reaching out to it and trying to connect with it. Why isn't it just instant? Like, why, why aren't you just instantly flooded with the Holy Spirit? You know, yeah. like, why does it not just happen instantly? And it's super easy if God is real. And it kind of broke it down into this. It, just some really interesting ideas about, uh, like, when you first meet someone, uh, you can feel sparks, but you still have to go through the lengthy time process of getting to know them until you can enjoy the relationship. Mm -hmm. It was just really, had some great metaphors about, I don't know, it just made you feel like, oh my god, that makes sense. <laughs> In summary, the book makes you feel like, oh my god. Oh my god. That makes sense. Oh my god. Well, that sounds awesome. Um, you were talking about, like, uh, meeting somebody and having to, like, you know, you can feel sparks, but you kind of have to, like, time yeah. makes the relationship even more Because memorable. sparks always wear off. So right. without the sparks, you have to have that foundation of relationship, mm -hmm. and that can only come with time. Yeah. I agree. And talks I, about bringing I, God with you into all of your experiences. So I had an experience today where I felt like I had to bring God with me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, I took, Was it the tiny toilet? <laughs> no. I took Phoebe on a walk and I really felt like... So I, I schedule in lunch and walk. It's an hour block every day. And do I always do that? No. Do I always eat my lunch? Do I always take a walk? <laughs> no. Sometimes I work straight through it. Sometimes I take my lunch late. Sometimes I, but I always try to set a schedule. And today I was like, it's a new week. I got to do it. And I was putting it off because I was getting behind on my schedule. And I was like, I feel like I don't have the time to do it, but I don't care for my health and wellness. I have to eat and I have to take a walk. Mm -hmm. So I took Phoebe on this walk, but I definitely was like, I'm going to walk a mile, but I'm going to walk a mile quickly. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm going to go like, <laughs> I'm just going to speed walk through it. And not even halfway through my walk, there was a guy sitting on uh, his porch and he was like, come here. <gasps> <gasps> no. He's like, bring that dog here. Bring that puppy here. It depends on the vibe. And he was Tell like, me about the vibe. Was it like, oh my God, this is a serial killer's porch? No, or was it a nice old I man? I feel like this is where I had to bring God with me and really like put myself in this person's perspective because he seemed like an older man. He was just sitting on his porch steps he was by himself, and the house looked like he had lived there his whole life. You know mm. what I mean? And I was like, I think can stop. Think of all the bodies in the walls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. I could stop for two seconds and say hi to this gentleman. He's a neighbor. He's like the street over, whatever. He, he seems like he really needs to pet my dog, you know? And like, I can give him that. She'll be fine with that. And I thought it would be like a quick, quick experience, and I was very quickly shown that that was not the case and I really had to like give myself give myself perspective of like 
maybe I really needed to take this walk today, not for my exercise and wellness, but to like be there to have this man talk to me because he immediately started telling me all of the gossip on the street and no. the block. He went. Imagine house he for starts house. talking about us, but he doesn't realize. He doesn't that it's realize us. it. He's like, "Oh, this gay man." No, he was literally <laughs> talking about like the neighbor next door and how he got in a fight with a city and how he's racist and he's homophobic and how he doesn't like his neighbor because all of the people on the street have a story and blah 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 blah. And like, I did not ask him, but he just started spilling all this tea about. He went once he started with the neighbor next door. He started saying every single neighbor and every single house that you could see within view. I feel like your Gemini brain was like, I, I need was, to pull up a chair. I literally was like, you know what? <laughs> Do you what? have another chair? Yeah, I was like, you know what? Um, I'm thriving for this. I'm living for this. But also, I'm very aware that like I don't have time. Mm-hmm. And so I was just trying to put myself in my perspective of when I go to my grandma's, sometimes she'll sit out with her dog on the leash on the chair and wait for me to come and to arrive. And when I arrive, sometimes we don't initially immediately go inside. And there's a lot of people that will walk their dogs or their kids or go pick up their kids from school. And mm-hmm. and every time they pass her house, she like makes a point to stop them and make them talk to her. And sometimes <laughs> you can tell the people who are like, oh, hi, you know, they want to talk. And sometimes you're like, this person's trying to keep walking, but they still talk to her anyways. And that makes her whole fucking day. Like, just a five-minute conversation with my grandma who's alone and literally has nobody to talk to unless she's proactive about it or people come to her. Like, that makes such a big difference in my grandma's wellness, health and wellness for her. So even though I know this is, like, way more Meta. meta than it needs to be, but, like, I feel like, one... I kind of hope that John doesn't interrupt my walks again, but I it was nice and I do feel like he's going to have something to think about and to talk about than he wouldn't have had if I would have just walked on by him and been like, hey, bye, no, I don't have time. You know, like, I don't know. It just seemed like he was just talking about anything he could because someone was willing to listen. So he's like, oh, this is the first thing that's coming to my mind. Let me tell you about every single neighbor on this street. Imagine knowing all the tea in the neighborhood and not having anybody to tell. That would kill you, Smith. Literally, (laughs) I know. I know. He literally was like the person across, uh, see that blue house across the street? Guess how many bedrooms? I was like, I don't know. He's like, one. (gasps) Guess how many people live there? And guess how many bodies in the (laughs) floor? The bodies in the floor. No, he's like, guess how many people live there? And I was like, ooh, I don't know, John. How many? He's like, Five. I was like, in a one bedroom? He goes, yeah. It'd be like that and sometimes. two large dogs. Ooh. Yeah. That's and, tough. And you know what? They had a 17-year-old in there at one point. The first girl he had put, move in there, and then he got her pregnant. And then I was just like... <laughs> I was no. just like... <laughs> all this tea like oh my god you can learn so much from a porch it is unreal i know and then he was talking about the neighbor behind him which i'm pretty sure is our neighbor across the street because i was like trying to count the houses down like i think he's almost exactly behind yeah behind our neighbor across the street I'm not going to say that on the podcast, but he was just saying some things and i was like i know i know oh my god so, anyways, that was my. So you brought experience. God with you. I had to bring God with me because I, I, there was a few times where I was like, okay, this conversation is going a little longer than I wanted to. I mm-hmm. already like didn't have time for this. I was like, you know what? 
What's the big fucking deal? But when just you're walking under John those, talk. Uh, when you're walking under those trees, aren't you just like God is here? God is yeah. here. But uh, for so real though, it's this, beautiful out right now. There was another aspect of this book that made me chuckle. It was talking about how when people and I found this actually really interesting. Surprise! I didn't make a podcast episode about this, but we'll we'll touch on it real quick. Okay. Uh, it was talking about how when people are kind of starting to get to know like God and like what they're supposed to do and yeah. how they approach God. It says, uh, at first you tend to bring your best and most spiritual self to the table, mm-hmm. right? Like you show up and you're like, connect, you're like, I'm ready to connect with the cosmos, right? Yeah. I'm an infinite being. And, yeah. you, and you don't realize that you're kind of bringing this best version of yourself yeah. to the table. And it was talking about the importance of bringing all the parts of you that are actually really boring and yeah. awful potentially. Yeah. And just kind of laying it all out mm-hmm. and just letting the universe kind of witness all of the gross parts of you. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is when Christianity refuses to call something shadow work. Shadow work. That's what I was going right? to say. This is, this is where it's like just really tiptoeing around I know, being I was like, witchy. <laughs> I think it's sometimes it's the words that people refuse to use. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you are of a certain faith and the word shadow work might make you feel like uncomfortable or like it's associated with something 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 satanic or whatever and i think vice versa for even occult mm -hmm. religious or spiritual practices as well dancing around um the word god or dancing around like words that like seem oppressive or yeah exactly like faith Mm-hmm. Um, is more so such a used. heavy word, yeah. but I love it. Yeah. I, I I like that word now. Mm-hmm. I've reinvented my relationship with what that word is. But I really thought that that was interesting. That there mm-hmm. are there are people practicing shadow work, and they don't know that it's called that, Absolutely. and they really don't know that there's other ways of doing it. So yeah. I found that really interesting. Yeah, that people arrive at these same type of spiritual principles that we do. But the language they use is so different mm-hmm. that we actually wouldn't even know that they were practicing it just because yeah. of language. Or it might take us a, a deeper second to like realize A deeper second to step back and be like, yeah. oh my God, this is shadow work. Because yeah. when I was first listening, I was like, oh my God, holy shit. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, <laughs> this is literally just shadow, shadow work. work. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, that's awesome. Okay, cool. So what are we, what are we diving into today outside of that? Okay. Or maybe connected to that. So, I have some options for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to learn how to make people fulfill your expectations? I mean, always. Well, too bad, because there's literally not an article out there that I could find about making people fulfill your expectations. Well, that's Isn't that interesting? You, no, that's very... I mean, you Not even a shitty article. You can't make or change somebody. Like, you cannot make somebody But you would think something. that there would be a shitty article somewhere that was like, how to make people live up to your expectations. It's a listicle of six things. You know, I can find like a listicle for like anything. Just, yeah. Couldn't find one for this. And I, I thought that in and of itself was really Wait, interesting. Why were you trying to search that in the first place, Skylar? At, at first, I was trying to... Uh, at first, I was searching something about living up to people's expectations okay. and just this whole big umbrella idea. Yeah. And I was really trying to narrow it down into something that I thought was going to be interesting. And so yeah. I was like, you know what? You never hear about. Because everyone's like, don't live up to other people's expectations. Live for you. I was <laughs> like, I'm flipping the script. How can I get other people to live up to my expectations? <laughs> You're such a fucking Slytherin. I'm such a Slytherin. You're such... How can I get people to do what I want? How can want? I get people to do what I want and fulfill my expectations all the way? 
And I could find nothing. Not even, like I said, not even a shitty article. You don't find that on the internet. On the internet where awful things happen. There's not, I couldn't find it. You're I not mean, I, I almost want to like take your phone and Google something on myself just to mm-hmm. see, but like, like I, said, I feel sure, like you did it wrong. I'm sure it's out there. <laughs> and I found some things that kind of danced around the subject, but there was no article that said how to make somebody live up to your expectations. Steps one through 10. Because you can't, you can't, you can't change another person. You can't mm-hmm. force. It's like one of the most basic divine principles. But you would think someone like, out there was going to at least try. Try. you right. Try. <laughs> or think that they can. They think that they can. You. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, sure. Weird. And where are we going with this now? So, like I said, here are my options. Okay. So here are the options. 18 reminders about living up to people's expectations. Okay. The psychology of expectations. Mm. The six struggles of being a person with high expectations. That might be me. Or life expectations. Are you really where you thought you would be? <laughs> Yikes. Oh, no. Well, why don't, why don't you pick this time? What do, which one are you more drawn to? I feel like I always get to pick. Um, Which one so do you feel like is going to be There is one fun? that I felt had really beautiful, something really beautiful that we could talk about for yeah. a second. So in the in the article called, Are You Where You Thought You Would Be? Wait, I'm so excited. My Fitbit watch just gave me a notification that Katie Flowers just purchased an astrology reading for me. Like we talked about. Did she about. really? Yeah, I'm so pumped. Hey, Katie. <laughs> What's up? We're filming the podcast. I Katie can't Flowers wait to connect putting almond you. milk in our fridge. <laughs> 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 Thank you for helping me buy my groceries, Katie. (laughs) (sighs) So life. If you would like to work with me, go to SamanthaMenzo.com. Thank you so much, Katie. Holy shit! I did not realize this article is by Deepak Chopra. (gasps) Let's do that one. I literally just now realized that. Oh my gosh! So Deepak Chopra is someone that. I guess if there's any controversies around Deepak Chopra, I have no idea. I've only heard and known good things. I've actually heard Deepak speak in person. It was one of the most incredible experiences. Was this at your Unity New Age It was, yeah. And maybe I've talked about this before, but I... Deepak has written so many fucking books, Mm -hmm. so many books, and has done countless of live streams and interviews and talks. And Every time Deepak sits on their tiny toilet, a book comes out. Literally. This man (laughs) fucking wakes up and just shits out books. But they're also, like, really well-researched and, like, they're very... Wait, they're, I'm they're, trying to think of one of spirituality their and science pushed together. Mm-hmm. But, so, the Unity Church that used to be where I used to go to Sunday Mass at and things like that, and I got to see a number of really incredible people speak there, um... It was just a... It was a great place. Um, and Deepak Chopra... This was probably back in... I want to say 2010. So, uh, a, a chunk of time a ago. A long time ago. Um, and I don't remember exactly what book he was promoting, but it didn't fucking matter. And was he it The got Power a- of Now that he wrote? That was so popular I at mean, that time. I mean, there was a lot of books. I, I feel like know. that's the most popular one. Yeah. Something like The Power of Now or something. I can't even... I, I feel like it was like something brain, brain puzzle or... Ba- puzzle brain or so i don't know mm-hmm. 
Anyways, he got up there and had this like meta talk about the connections between humans and animals and the ways in which body language and our energy. And he like chanted us into this meditation that lasted maybe two minutes in the middle of the or like in the beginning, in the middle of the speech. And I could feel the entire audience's energy and buzz. Like, he has such a way of commanding or mm-hmm. or creating space, allowing space for people to just connect and to be grounded and to, like, tap into source that everyone was, I know, fully present. Like, Weird. For what he was saying, like it was one of the weirdest experiences. It was almost like going to like a weird meditation retreat, mm-hmm. but instead just like being open for whatever the fuck he talked about. Cause I hadn't read the book and it didn't matter. He just got up there and <laughs> talked. He just was like, I'm going to blow your fucking mind. Is a person so, like that born or made? I don't know. Both? I really Mix don't know. Both? And his daughter is insanely incredible and enlightened and a writer and a, I think a doctor too. And they're just really incredible. So we can't I've relate. always loved uh, us getting on Deepak stage Chopra. to speak as speaking of which. Yeah. Just fart jokes uh, or something. Oh my God. Could you imagine if we gave like a speech? A speech. <laughs> <laughs> Like if we were asked to talk at like a college or something. I, I don't I don't know what. <laughs> We'd be like, you guys like BuzzFeed you quizzes, guys like right? BuzzFeed quizzes. Y'all wanna know what cult you're in? <laughs> <laughs> the spaghetti monster cult. <laughs> I forgot about that already. I think that was last week. Was that last week? I don't where know, I took dude. where you took the quiz and know. all of the questions were lasagna related? <laughs> For no reason, <laughs> and we were getting Garfield. Sus- we were getting suspicious. I like I like how we were like suspicious but not sure. <laughs> and we did one test where we were like, just pick your natural answers, and then the next one was like, only pick the lasagna. Only pick the, <laughs> only pick the starchy. I don't cars. understand where in life I ended up where I was like, you can't pick the lasagna questions. <laughs> Okay, All so right. apparently Deepak asking, are you where you thought you would be? Well, I and hope this article doesn't suck because I just gassed that man up real, real. I, that, that's why I picked it because yeah. I read this one and nice. I was like, oh, wow, these points are really great. Yeah. And it said, instead of having, I'm just going to summarize it. Okay. Instead of having really specific expectations for yourself and for others every day to fulfill, he said, here's, but there is also this natural urge and this natural inclination to expect things. So while you're figuring all that out, where can you channel that energy of expecting things? And he gave a list of um, things that you could try and expect from yourself and maybe even try and pull out of others that are more, that make more sense and are more possible and, and bring us all together. Yeah. So here's, <laughs> wait, <laughs> I feel like if you were reading this by yourself, you would be like, wow, that's gorgeous. But because we're reading this on Speaking of Which. It's going to be fucking it's awful. It's going to be fucking okay, awful. Okay, great. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's also so, because you're reading it out loud. <laughs> so expect to find out who you really are. <laughs> like, what the hell does that mean, actually? Oh, no. Um, so expect to expand your awareness every day. Um, live according to a higher vision. Giving of yourself to others, following your own truth, being a model for children, exploring the spiritual dimensions of life, setting a difficult, meaningful goal and achieving it, 
becoming a master at something, such as an art or a craft, acting as a mentor to a young or disadvantaged person, or delving into the world's wisdom traditions. Are those like, all the things that the article point the points that the yeah. article hits? So, like, I thought that those were all wow. pretty great. Yeah, those are pretty like um, a little bit more insightful than like, have you tried just not, <laughs> have you not being, being sad? sad? Oh no, George is calling me. Oh. Do you need to answer it? No, I hung up on him. <laughs> <laughs> He'll text you if it's important. He'll be fine. So now there is one aspect of this article I wanted to talk about, and okay. something because um, Katie Flowers mentioned we could talk about something controversial. Oh, and yeah, we asked Katie Flowers what the topic of this episode should be about, and uh, mm-hmm. and yeah. as I, I'm a Libra Moon, I will not tackle something that I don't, you know, I. I I don't know. So I'm going to be careful. Okay. So this one called Following Your Truth. Okay. I understand why some people need to hear that at certain points. Follow your truth. Follow like what makes sense to you. Right. Um, And we're seeing a lot of this discussion right now about how this idea of following your own truth leads people to believe that they can spread like COVID-19 misinformation. Correct. Or people that can spread misinformation in general that harms people because they're following their truth and like following so how do you distinguish between following your truth and also i don't know literally just like the greater good and that's such a big question that's such a big question it's however it's worth putting out there into the world like is, is everyone thinking about this yeah how can you follow your truth but also not kill people yeah uh that one seems I obvious, feel... but obviously it branches into smaller ideas. Yeah. Because um, it's not following your truth if you're um, stealing like so... a cultural or religious practice that doesn't belong to your culture. That's yeah. not really following your truth. That's something else. So how do you, when you're doing something, how do you distinguish between like following your truth and then being like, actually... Uh, even though I'm feeling a certain sort of way, I'm going to step back and accept this bigger truth. Mm. You know, like sometimes we have to do that. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Well, you brought up COVID and so I'm going to dance around it. I don't want to linger on it for too long, but Mm. I have been thinking. That's just the biggest example right now. Yeah. I think what I've been, what, where my mind went to recently is like, my fundamental truths of like i believe in science and i mm-hmm. also believe in spirituality and faith and and spirit in mm-hmm. general and so i want to have intuition and and follow my guts and have my own like inner truth my own inner wisdom of what i feel is signs and things that are telling me is what is you know truth but also i get that wrong i'm i have my own bias i have my own needs that i try to fulfill whether i'm conscious mm-hmm. or not of it and like even in the beginning of the pandemic when we were driving down to florida and th- they were just skimming the surface of this disease and talking mm. about it there was no reported cases in I, the united states there at that point there are fucking episodes of me being like it's just a common call <laughs> You know what I mean? But, yeah. like, my my gut my, was telling me, like... It's no big deal. It's no big deal. Y'all are just fucking mm-hmm. making the swine flu again, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm wrong. Like, I was completely and utterly devastatingly wrong. So my truth didn't come from any fact. It was just, like, uh, I, I just was... My feeling at the time was that it was incorrect, which is crazy because back in, like, 
November, I made a video about astrological occurrences in 2020 about the Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto conjunction in Capricorn. And I basically alluded to that being a big possibility. And <laughs> when it came time, I was like, that capital. <laughs> <laughs> but the facts are nowadays, like right now where I'm at is I'm seeing a lot of people who, you know, we're trying to get back to normalcy, especially in mm -hmm. the U.S. Like almost a, a lot of people are vaccinated. And if they haven't been vaccinated, it's probably because they won't get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. It's not at this point that people like don't have the means to get vaccinated. It's mm -hmm. like you either are or you aren't at this point. Um, and some careers and, and situations are, are going to start forcing the vaccines. Mm -hmm. But what I'm seeing is people getting sick and thinking like, I've, there's been a handful of people in our lives that have been like, oh, I'm sick. It, it's definitely not. It's definitely not COVID. I don't have COVID. It's probably sinuses or it's probably this or that. And like mm -hmm. risking that not being true because they just don't want to believe it or they feel like it's not bad enough to be COVID or they've been mm -hmm. vaccinated. So there's no way they could have it. And um, I don't know if everyone knows now. I mean, I don't know about in other areas of the world or other states, but in Michigan, you can currently now get COVID tests over the counter at places like CVS and Rite Aid or your local drugstores. It's like $25. There's two tests. You can take them. Give yourself a peace of mind. Give your family and friends and people mm -hmm. that you're around a peace of mind and know that there's science that backs um the effects of COVID and know that we have had someone that we know that has passed away and it greatly affected so many people. So I know that doesn't really answer that, but that made me think about saying. like, so like, even if you don't, let's say you don't believe in COVID, right. And you get sick or let's say you don't, mm -hmm. um, your your bigger truth is is that you're trying to trust your own truth of like yeah I just feel like I don't I have just COVID. Feel like, yeah. Just go get a test and have a peace of mind so that you know how to keep mm -hmm. yourself and other loved ones safe. Mm -hmm. um, and if you get a negative test, great, you just have a sinus infection. Like if not, then you need to take the necessary steps yeah. and think outside of what you think to be true and what you're being i don't know it's, it's such a big like a, a exactly. big big thing that's to, one of those situations where you where you can't just this is a situation where it's bigger than you yeah. so it's actually not about it's not like about what makes it's you? not what makes you <laughs> happiest what makes you feel most right. fulfilled you right. know like this is one of those moments where yeah. we actually don't get to do those things that we're always talking about yeah. so it feels really contradictory because yeah. A lot of the narrative of like new age spirituality that we consume is like do only what resonates with you. Yeah. And I think that that discourse yeah. has actually fed into this idea of, well, this doesn't resonate with me. Yeah. So I'm not going to trust science on something. Yeah. And that's doesn't that kind of feel like a step too far? Yeah. Like, or even science going as far as like mm -hmm. trying to answer every single question that there is to answer instead of just opening up to like faith and love and, and, mm -hmm. and a life experience. Like there is a balance between everything. And and I'm not just saying like it has to be spirituality <laughs> or science, but it was just, it's got to be brought a up blend COVID, of both. So I was thinking about, I've been thinking a lot about lately, like, how we move forward and keep ourselves as safe and open. Like if you have a fucking sniffle, 
Go spend $25 if you can or ask a friend if they'll help you get a test and just know so that you don't injure or hurt yourself more or others more in moving forward and just like maybe humble, humble yourself and know that like, I don't know. And and this goes for me as well. I'm so stubborn. Mm -hmm. I'm so, I'm in denial about a lot. Okay. But, um, so how do you, let's say you are, I didn't answer your question. I'm aware of that. That's totally fine. Spoken like, yeah. Can we talk about something else really quick before we move on? Speaking of Katie Flowers and the pandemic, Mm -hmm. in Australia, she was telling me, and I really hope I don't fuck this up, but they have this thing, I don't know if you're aware, where you, I think it's like an app on your phone and sort of like a QR code situation to where whenever they enter any sort of building or get on or off any tram or out of any sort of like Uber situation, doctor's appointments, stores, restaurants, you have to check in with your phone and like scan a QR code kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And like, let's say Katie has to take three different trams to work. Like every time she gets on and off, she has to scan and check in that she's there. And when it does, it'll either like give her like a green check mark where she's Being told that she's vaccinated and that they accepted that they know where she's been at. Or if you're not vaccinated, you get like a red X or something like that. And at this point, now that they're out of their like seventh fucking lockdown in Melbourne, they um, are not allowing people who are unvaccinated to enter certain establishments or buildings. And if any, any COVID, uh, positive COVID, any person tested positive with COVID... They go back and they check every single place that they have gone to. And if you were checked in to the time length in that tram or that building, that office, Mm -hmm. that establishment, that restaurant, you will get notified that you were exposed or in in an environment where someone was tested positive for COVID. So if you don't get that notification and you, you know, you're actually sticking up with like, being honest and checking into all the places you're at and knowing Mm -hmm. that you would actually have a peace of mind of knowing that you weren't exposed if all listened to plans and Mm -hmm. accordingly but obviously that's not possible but that's what they're doing there and i when she told me that she was like yeah you guys have got to be doing something like that in in america right like i was like uh katie said that as a joke she knows america well i think well now when i talked about it she was probably like oh yeah actually no we fucking know you're trash like (laughs) she drags me all the time (laughs) just last night she was talking about quarters and how quarters are like she doesn't get why we call them quarters they're 25 cent pieces she calls them 25 like, cent pieces. Is this 1952? That's what I said. Am I at the bubblegum shop? Exactly. But she was. I got a 25 cent piece, eh? <laughs> what can she I get like, with face? Well, she was like, when she came to America, they were like asking, like, you're missing a quarter. And she was like, a quarter of what? And they were like, a quarter. A quarter. She's like, am I like, did I not pay like a quarter? Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm missing a quarter. I was like, and then I went. <laughs> time explaining what a quarter was like how a quarter means one fourth of something and how it like a dollar is the one and a quarter is one fourth of that so it's 25 cents to a dollar and she was like thank you very much i know what a fucking fraction is um and also i know what 25 cents means as opposed to a dollar but like why do you also call it a fucking quarter and I was like, because it's a quarter it's of a, a quarter. dollar. Yeah. But she was like, okay, well, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Katie. Um, all right. Anyways. Whenever I'm listening to British TikToks or something, and like, it's a fiver. 
two quid. Yeah. If I showed up in the UK with like my pounds and my quids, I'd yeah. be like, I don't know what I'm holding. Exactly. My coins. Like I'd be like, just take it. Will yeah. you figure out the money for me? Thank yeah. you. You take my money. Thank you. Take my money. <laughs> So uh, anyways, we got a little off track. Okay, That's my so fault. Okay, so back on track real quick cuz this is this is a point that I think people should consider. Okay, why don't you answer it then? I am going to answer okay. it. Perfect. With the non-answer. Because okay. that's what we fucking do on speaking of which. <laughs> <laughs> we ask big questions. We ask to big give questions no and answers. give you no answers. <laughs> so when people are making content Especially spirituality content that's like, follow your truth and do what resonates and don't do things that will harm you or blah, blah, blah. You know, like, there's like this, there, in, in certain contexts, all of the advice makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, In certain contexts, the advice starts to become a little muddy Mm -hmm. because other people are involved. Yeah. And so how do you add a disclaimer to general truths you really can't because then it would dilute the it would dilute the impact of what spiritual truths are supposed to be they're supposed mm-hmm. to not supposed to but when when we're talking about religion is, and we're talking yeah. about god and the universe it is really uh it's so much less impactful when it's got a disclaimer attached mm-hmm. to it like follow your dreams and then in asterisks, unless those dreams kill people, you know, yeah. like you, yeah. it just. <laughs> so how the hell do you? Uh, there's no answer to this, but I think it's worth thinking about. And or, or when we speak in absolutes, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of stuff I see on Instagram, especially where it's like you owe nobody anything. Mm-hmm. That's obviously not true. Yeah, because we all we owe each other safety, compassion. And com- I mean, compassion is one thing, but like we all owe it to each other not to brandish a gun in public. So like when we say you don't owe anybody anything, I think it starts to subliminally message. Especially if you owe someone money. Especially if you you, owe someone money. (laughs) You actually owe them something. (laughs) Casey from third grade. (laughs) (laughs) I let you borrow my eraser and you said you'd give it back and you you never did. So like, do you see what I'm saying though? When we say things like you don't owe anybody anything that actually subliminally gives people the message that they owe people as so little that it's worth other people dying. Mm. So how do you rephrase, not rephrase, but, um, you're you're seeing what I'm saying. So this is a huge topic beyond the scope of my abilities. This is, I'm not a sociologist and I'm not, I'm like a religious scholar. I'm not any of those things, but I, I haven't necessarily seen or heard this discourse Mm -hmm. yet but i'm seeing it and i'm having these thoughts Mm -hmm. and i've talked with imogen about it and she's had some similar ideas and thoughts about it too so i know other people are thinking it yeah but i haven't heard it um amassed into one space yet where people are like let's 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 talk about this fucked up issue and Mm -hmm. how there's no resolution yet yeah i feel like i mean it's like what's the meaning of life like, there is no answer. There is no answer. But there are... There's personal answers to there that. There is, like, experiences and discoveries and, mm-hmm. like, human interactions that kind of play with that question and that story. And, I mean, using the tarot as an example, like, mm-hmm. what's the meaning of life? And you draw the star card. Hope. Mm-hmm. You know? 
hope and always having uh, that would be a good one to get yeah what's the meaning of life death uh, yours would be a ten of wands for sure <laughs> the free. You. you know, there's a there's a there's a great Texas saying I should share with everyone. Okay. Pray to God, but row for the damn shore. <gasps> oh, love that! Very, you know, very, uh, very southern, right? Very southern. Like I like you, you can have all of these things. We can have this beauty and this truth and this understanding of mm-hmm. God, but at the end of the day, we still have to row to the shore. Yes, like we so have that, to get our COVID test. That and we is have to. why I my favorite affirmation, and I will always use. I will wear it out. I don't give a fuck. I take action and I'm open to attraction, okay? Mm-hmm. You have if you're manifesting something, if you're believing in something, if you're living an experience whatever, you have to have a balance between some call it masculine and feminine, some yeah. call it inner and outer, some call it action and attraction, some call it yin and yang, some call whatever it is, there has to be a balance between taking action and doing the thing. Mm. Doing the thing going and making the right decision you have to have that emperor energy of making Mm -hmm. the decision going out and doing the thing and sitting back and allowing surrender and space and opportunity and having faith and openness that once you've done the action or once you've been open it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. in what order you do it you have to have space and you have to have faith and you have to sit and allow the experience to come to you and to see it from a faith and surrender perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like there's so many things that link that. Again, coming back to the the topic of like your book that you were listening to and how you were like, this is basically fucking shadow work. Yeah. And how that affirmation for me links to so many other concepts and so many other um, ideas. It's just maybe worded differently. But the it comes down to you can sit manifestation let's just let's just talk about manifestation real quick like if you want something you're trying to cultivate something you're trying to have an experience or draw something in or create something or get an opportunity or find your soulmate whatever it is mm-hmm. there you can't just sit and wait Right? Okay, so let's say you're trying to find your partner for life, your soulmate, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. If you just sit there and you list out all the things that you want in that person and you're thinking mm-hmm. about it and you're doing like, you're sitting and you're hoping and you're waiting and you're just like, I'm not going to try. I'm not going to, I'm just, they're just going to come into my life. And like, you never leave the fucking house or you never go on any social media apps to where you would connect to people or you never mm-hmm. try to get out of your shell. You're not going to meet that person. Mm-hmm. But also, if you just go, out and do 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 but you aren't aware of like what you're trying to have in your life and creating space for that person to come into your life Mm -hmm. you're just gonna have a lot of one night stands which might be fun but ultimately you might not be aware of what needs to be let go of or what might be what flexibility might be needed for that person to come in and stay in your life it's Mm -hmm. a it's a balance and yeah i feel like i absolutely love that tangent yeah but (laughs) How did that solve our problem? <laughs> I feel like it solved our problem because... Coming, you have to be aware of... Like you are saying, like, like it's important to be aware of... First of all, why you want something, why you believe something, yeah. and then stepping back and allowing 
why you think you want those things to, you know, like the whole, just so be like, aware of what you're thinking. Like. Call action and attraction, faith and science, mm-hmm. like uh, knowing and learning the facts and living by the rules and also opening up to intuition and what feels right for you. You can't be on one side or the other solely. If we were to listen to everything that science and the media was telling us, then we could potentially really harm ourselves because we don't know where where we can't ultimately at the end of the day know what is truth and what is not but we have to trust in certain establishments a certain certain sources um certain research i mean we've read fucking articles it's like where did this person get any certification to be able to post this article (laughs) and we've also heard from established authors and scientists that really have that i feel like know their shit and are are reputable and on the other hand, sometimes we have to step back and make decisions based off what feels good for us and have the balance of it. I mean, it's hard to summarize because we've hit so many different topics, but yeah. your initial like idea of how do you grapple with spiritual truths and divine truths and like awareness of what... Awareness of just this consensus reality that we're living in. Yeah. I feel like it comes down to a balance between doing the work and letting life's experience happen and just going with the flow. Like mm-hmm. for that's my answer for everything is having a trying to stay balanced and aware of what I can do and what I can react to what's happening to me or around me or to others. Like having that balance of like action and attraction is kind of the answer for everything to me. I don't know mm-hmm. if that makes sense, but yeah. Super, super meta. I don't know about you. No, like your answer to that. I mean, I know you said you don't really have an answer, but... My, yeah, I don't have an answer. And like I said, it's not that I would think that everything needs a disclaimer. Yeah. But I just think maybe the way that information is presented could yeah. be um, presented in a way that makes people remember that you are not necessarily the center of the universe. Correct. And I think... There's there's this wisdom saying, yeah. I heard Tara Brock say it, and she was saying, like, wisdom tells me I'm nothing, but love tells me I'm everything, and my heart flows in the streams between. Again, wisdom and love, to me, <laughs> action and attraction, like, yeah. it's it's the same concept, like, I'm everything and nothing. And like, I'm nothing. I'm, I, I have power and, and I have the, a physical body to physically do things. And I also have an emotional and mental body to think things and to gain inspiration mm-hmm. and knowledge. And <laughs> But you're also nothing. But I'm also fucking nothing. nothing. So I think, I think some people need uh, a little more reminder mm-hmm. that they're nothing. Yeah. I you know, I, I, I don't even know day. how to, I don't even know how to put that. Like, I think a lot of people that think there's so important that they don't need to ever think about another person like i just can't um i think that's not spirituality that's not truth to me that's not i don't know what that is but it's icky yeah icky to me it's icky icky. it gives me the ick you know what's weird is like i've i this is gonna be so it's not a tangent but it's also like kind of dark but i just realized today that i i have the death card as my monthly card this month Mm -hmm. and I'm not like proactively like like Bring trying it to, to me. find like where the death is, but I have noticed that the last few nights, right before I'm about to go to bed, I have been slapped in the face with the reality of my mortality, 
and I don't know how I'm getting there with my thoughts. It's not like I'm maybe thinking of my mm-hmm. friend who passed or thinking about I'm you know, a Virgo, the, so like, every moment of my life I is know, spent facing my mortality. I know, but like it's not something that normally happens to me right before bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Where oh, it's like okay, I all of our li- all of our listeners up. are like amateur. I know, like it's. I feel like actually like death consciousness is something that's really powerful, um, mm-hmm. but. It's something that's been happening exactly, right yeah. before bed and it's like super silent and it like is sending me into like panic attacks before I go to bed. And I don't know where this is coming from at all. But thinking of like I am everything and I am nothing, I believe that I am everything because I am energy which is everything and in everything and attached to everything and in other spaces that we don't even know and so i am i feel like i go beyond Mm -hmm. what i am am in this physical space like when i have my death moment when i cross over when i leave this space this physical body Mm -hmm. i do continue and i become everything and a part of everything however i'm nothing because i don't know if I'll ever remember who I am now. And this is experience is such a short amount of time in which I'm able to live mm-hmm. and embody this person. So isn't that quote perfect? Mm-hmm. Wisdom tells me I'm nothing. My heart tells me I'm everything. And yeah. I walk in the streams between. Mm-hmm. Like how fucking gorgeous Very is that? Very temperance card. Very temperance. I love it. Um, but anyways, I've been thinking a lot about dying. Yeah. So I don't know Damn. if anyone can relate. <laughs> I think that's great. That deathbed perspective. Yeah. Uh, that that is something a lot of people could maybe use as a gauge. Like if at the end of your life, um, do you you know I I just don't think anybody would regret putting themselves out, putting themselves out there to be a better person for yeah. society. And obviously a lot of this, like the specific example that I've been, ha- that I've had in my mind is, is getting vaccinated and, yeah. and these arguments about should people be forced to be vaccinated in the workplace and, um, should you be forced to be vaccinated if you, uh, work somewhere? Yeah. And, uh, obviously I, uh, I, I read a lot about like, uh, people's differing opinions on it. And I understand mm-hmm. that there are opinions that are different from mine, Yeah, but um, those, that's really not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people that are taking like a relig- like a spiritual stance. Mm, yeah. And the spiritual stance is stemming from some of the vocabulary that we're using. Mm-hmm. And you and I are a part of the spiritual community. So, yep. so yeah. I felt like it was important that we put that out there. Like, yeah. if you're making content that says, um, you owe nobody nothing. Yeah. Just remember, like, maybe, like, what if that's just not true? Yeah. What if it's just not? I say that all the time. True. You don't owe anybody anything. And and like the, I said, it is yeah. true in the vacuum. Yeah. Like in the spirituality vacuum, it's true. But maybe going forward as a community, we could start rethinking mm-hmm. the way we're saying that, like mm-hmm. what that means. Sure. You see what I'm saying? I think the context in which I typically say that context have, is everything. Yeah. And the in the way that in. The ways I've seen myself most commonly use that recently, and I hope Jessica doesn't mind me mentioning this, but our friend Jessica, who just lost her husband, um, you know, she's going through a lot, and there's a lot of guilt and 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 mm-hmm. things that she's, you know, had conversations with me about with interacting with certain people or experiences that she's had and just navigating, like, her feelings and what she feels like she should do or shouldn't do or anything. And, like, in this context of, like... It's, you don't, yeah, in this said, context, you don't owe said, anybody anything. Yeah, it's yeah. said, 
with a love of like, take care of yourself. If you're feeling like you should do something to please another person, you don't owe anybody anything if it means compromising your own like health and wellness in a, mm-hmm. in a difficult time. So like as an example, you know, for that, it makes more, it's, it's not, um, in just a regular day circumstance, me just walking up to someone and be like, don't worry, you don't owe anybody anything. anything. <laughs> School debt, gone. Yeah. You don't have to pay for your groceries. You don't, you don't owe have anybody to be anything. nice to your daughter because you mm-hmm. don't owe her anything. But it's more so, like, so it, like used in a sense exactly. to free someone of like a specific obligations. Yeah. And uh, so I, I love that point. I hadn't even thought about that. Mm-hmm. When you say something like that, just make sure it's in the right context where mm-hmm. people know you aren't talking about. In general. In general. Yeah. Because we all, you know, like if you have a if you have a baby, you owe it to that baby yeah. to make sure it doesn't die. <laughs> I think we all know that, right? We all know but that. No, I know what you're saying. But like yeah. I said, these things are kind of insidious. They yeah. they they seethe into your consciousness, and then they maybe do. one day you start thinking, "Do I owe this baby anything?" Yeah, <laughs> like it's possible. Right. So I just think. Uh, Or like even thinking about, okay, there's a lot of events coming up, a lot of things that we might, we might feel obligated to attend, such as, you Mm -hmm. know, holidays, family gatherings, friends gatherings, maybe we don't feel well enough mentally or emotionally, or maybe we just don't want to go. Maybe we don't want to interact with those people, but we feel guilty and saying like, you don't owe anybody anything. If you don't want to do something, if you don't want to go, then Mm -hmm. don't go. And you don't owe somebody an explanation. However, you do maybe owe them at least a heads up that you won't be attending. Mm -hmm. So kind of like drawing your own conclusions of what you know, boundaries to set and how to set them with like a healthy mindset. Mm. So saying like, you know what, I'm freeing you of your obligation to go to Thanksgiving dinner if you feel like it's emotionally unsafe for you or you just don't want to go. You don't owe anybody your presence of going. However, out of the kindness and compassion and thoughtfulness, you definitely might want to consider letting them know you're not going to attend versus like just not showing up. And never speaking to them. But you don't owe them a reason why if you don't want to give them a reason. You can just simply say, I can't can't, or I'm not coming. And, um, you know, like if that upsets you, I, I, my heart's with you, but like, this is what's for Mm -hmm. me, however you want to word it. But just like blatantly saying like, you don't know anybody, anything, um, all the introverts are screaming. They're like, yes, I don't have to do shit ever again. (laughs) But like. (laughs) That's just not so. But you like and I have had the, you and, and I have had yeah. this t- conversation before in other ways. In other ways, maybe not as big. Not as big as this, but and I, I've kind of always thought this because it's not that I disagree with you. Like if someone really wants you to be somewhere and you just don't owe anybody, you know, like yeah, I completely understand that. But then there is also a piece of me that, um, because you know, like I see, you know, other people are also just versions of me, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, when I go and support people, I'm supporting not just them and myself and, like, Mm -hmm. this bigger idea of the universe. So, like, in in some ways, I also think that we do owe people things. But not in the way that everybody, you know, so, like, how do we... Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's the language that we're using. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't owe somebody your presence to show Mm -hmm. up to an event. 
But I do agree that you need to communicate efficiently and you do owe them honesty and clarity in whatever form works for you and you feel like is, you know, is, is healthy. Mm Um, again, uh, you, you don't owe anybody. I could give you plenty of examples. Again, the context, the situation, it all matters and it all like each person is different for me. Um, I don't enjoy baby showers and wedding showers. It is like my fucking nightmare. I just (laughs) can't, don't want to. Has there been times where I've gone anyways? Yes. But I've made the decision moving forward that I just do not want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And, but I still owe that person. It's not, it's not like, oh, I can't make it. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I don't owe them an explanation if it's not honest you know and and if if i'm gonna take that stance i better be be very clear and 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 compassionate with their feelings as well and let them know like Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that i don't love you it doesn't mean that i don't support you it doesn't mean that you know like that this has anything to do with you specifically it's my own health and wellness it's my own happiness and my own boundaries that i've set how about we celebrate your wedding, your baby shower, or whatever this? It doesn't have to be just those strict events. Mm-hmm. It's like those, those certain events, examples. Those examples. I want to celebrate your wedding or whatever. I want to do that. Let's you and I go out to lunch. I buy lunch for you, and we talk about the wedding or we talk mm-hmm. about the engagement, and we connect. That way means more to me than taking off a day mm-hmm. where I go and sit with people that I don't like or the doing like fucking bingo and mm-hmm. like having to get a gift that feels like sterile and like yeah. feels like contrived. That's the caveat of genuine, that I would love because. This is what I you mean. You have to be clear this, about it. Yeah. You have to know it. You can't just be like, I don't owe you. I don't have to go to your wedding shower. But like, why is it that I am making that boundary? Why am I taking that stand of mm-hmm. I don't owe you that thing? It's because I don't enjoy being there. And if the roles were reversed, like you said, seeing yourself in everyone, if I was having a wedding shower. You would want your I'm, friends there. Right? I would want, no, I would want people there that want to be there. Yeah. I could have a neighbor that I talked to three fucking times. And if I knew that they wanted to come, I would want them to come. Mm-hmm. And if my fucking sister or my stepdaughter or whoever literally told me that they don't want to be there, then I would tell them that they don't yeah, have to come, don't come because I want that day to be fulfilled and be surrounded by people who want really to have want that to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I'm very passionate about See, that. Kind it's, of thing. It, I, I love that topic because it, it kind of has endless caveats. Yeah. So it's just so important not to make generalizations, you know? Yeah. That's so, in summary. In summary. Don't make, don't make generalizations. generalizations. <laughs> because they can kill people in the end. Absolutely. But you know what is generalized and doesn't kill people in the end? Most likely. Most our likely our supporters. <laughs> I mean, we don't know. There, chances are one of these people might have... Might be a killer. Serial killed uh, once or twice. Yeah, that's so exciting. Wow. Um, y'all are so interesting. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast episode, especially to those who support our podcast. 
And those people are Sarah N, Julie C, Anna M, Teresa D, Heather A, Alyssa S, Rebecca PK, Lindsay M, Dominic B, Melanie W, Catherine L, Phil K, Jesse D, and David B. Thank you all so much for financially supporting our podcast every month. We love and appreciate you. If you loved this week's episode or past episodes and you would like to support us, you can go to anchor.fm slash speaking of which and hit the support button. You can support us for a dollar a month, $5 a month, even $10 a month. If you would like to make a one-time contribution, you can message one of us for a PayPal if you don't want to commit to like a monthly thing, but you can cancel anytime you want. So even if you just wanted to donate a dollar, you could subscribe for a month and then completely unsubscribe from supporting us. And that's that's fine too. But if you want to support us and you can't financially or you don't want to financially, you can share this episode on a social media platform or with a friend. Also going over and rating our podcast over on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, giving us a five-star review only and leaving the most random fucking review would be much appreciated. We also love those who share our podcast episodes on their Instagram stories and like add their own gifts. gifts. Like that is so fun. I Mm. love it. If you would like to connect deeper, our Discord has slowed down a little bit. I'm also like, mm-hmm. we're just not engaging in the same way since my mom deleted everything. <laughs> Leave her alone. <laughs> no, we, we the Discord is still there. We're not mm. interacting as much, but there are different conversations and there is sections. If you've missed previous mm-hmm. episodes, you can go and see what other people have said about it. Or mm-hmm. if you're listening, like out I, we, of order. I read everything that's in there. I do respond. too. So I, I think everyone should go in there and make their own friends. Yeah, I honestly, this isn't about like as much us interacting as it is a space for like the listeners to engage with each other and every so. Like if now- you listen to this podcast, wouldn't you want to know who, who the else, fuck else is listens to this? To this? <laughs> yeah. So the Discord is a great place to find out who the hell else is listening to Especially this. Especially because it, I mean, it literally doesn't help us at all. Like it's not something mm-hmm. that like you have to pay for. It's not something that we gain anything by. We've just created this space for everyone to connect and to talk deeper um, or to like even just leave a one sentence review or thoughts on what we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So if you have any thoughts on this episode, because it was a lot, it was very meta, big concepts. Uh, you can go to the episode tab in the discord and let us know what you thought, or even in the general tab and just let us know what you think of the podcast in general. Um, I think that's it for this week. That's it was, all. It was a lot. It was a lot, Kel but it was, it was amazing. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Bye.